The following podcast may be unsuitable for children or more sensitive listeners and may contain explicit language. No, I am your father. Search your feelings, you know it to be true. Hey gang, welcome to another episode of It's All True. I'm your host Tim Barnes, and each week I chat with a guest and ask them to reveal their own headline for a funny personal true story. This conversation was recorded at a live show for the podcast at Union Hall in Brooklyn. I sat down with Sean Ramos for him. Thanks, guys. He used to host Studio 360 spin-off podcast Sideshow. Now he works on Radio Lab spin-off podcast More Perfect, and if you ask nicely, he'll probably help you make your spin-off podcast too. Sean talks radio. We all have yeah. a home on public radio. They actually paid me to come out here. <laughs> And tells a funny story. It was only like a matter of time before everyone started talking about tattoos, but I was one of those people who like never, ever wanted to get a tattoo. But first, let's hear a quick joke from me about headlines from the top of the live show. It was a fun night of diverse guests, plus whatever race band leader Freddie Nunez is. Look at this. Look at this beautiful crowd. Wow. Millions of people at Union Hall. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for coming. Give it up for Freddie Nunez and what we're calling tonight the It's All True Orchestra. I guess who's in the orchestra tonight, Freddie? Mark. Boy Jamie? All right, just a band of pirates. This is wonderful. The show is all about headlines, essentially. I think headlines are beautiful. I think, you know, as a millennial, I don't even read the articles. I just read the headlines, to be honest. It's horrible, but it's the truth. For instance, I don't know really what's happening about bathrooms. I know a lot of people are talking about them. And I hope people are trying to get some legislation to get rid of that little slit in the stall, because that really annoys me. I hope that's what it's all about. But no, I'll be honest with you, for a long time, I didn't understand what it meant to be transgender until a close personal friend of mine told me something in confidence. She was a strong feminist, uh, also quite religious. And what they told me is that there was a man in her heart, and his name was Jesus. And that really opened my mind, okay? Because I realized there are quite a few people in my own family who are transitioning into a higher place. I have an aunt, she's also my aunt. Um, <laughs> she has a man in her heart named Jesus, and she's also a, uh, a protester of the bathrooms. And she also loves Tyler Perry movies. And I think there's an irony there. I think Tyler Perry should make a movie called Medea Goes to the Bathroom. <laughs>
Our guest this episode is radio and podcast producer Sean Ramisforum. I first heard of him because of a hat that was inspired by his love of someone named Lakshmi Singh. She's pretty popular. I mean, there are songs written about her. I'm Lakshmi Singh. I'm Lakshmi Singh. Everyone on the radio is named Lakshmi Singh. Sing, Lakshmi sing, Lakshmi sing I hear you talking on the radio I asked Sean to explain. Lakshmi Singh is an NPR newscaster. If you listen to like any public radio station across the country, you can hear her deliver the news. Depending where you are, like 10 and 5, she comes on at the hour and she goes, From NPR, NPR News, news in, Washington, in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. Trump. You know, and then yeah. etc. And she's an important figure to you, obviously. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm like a brown dude, and you know, I used to listen to a lot of public radio, still do. Uh, and I would hear her say her name, and it sounded like this very like brown person was delivering like the most official news in America from Washington DC and I was like it made me feel like I could belong you know and it made you feel like you had to make a hat yeah well and also like I never thought I would get to like any sort of like sphere close to her so I I I, I told the uh, the lady friend I wanted like I want to make a hat that says I'm actually sing I tried to make it on um, the website Zazzle Zazzle.com it was like a Sunday I just went on there I was like yeah like this font this color boom and then like (laughs) On Monday, Zazzle got back to work and they were like, they sent it back and canceled the order. It said like copyright infringement. And I was like, has <laughs> Lakshmi Singh got her name like That's... patented or something? They were so nervous of getting sued by Lakshmi Singh that they kicked wow. back my order. I was really brokenhearted. <laughs> and so then the lady made it for me for like my birthday. And I wore it for a long time. But then I got like kind of close to the sphere in yeah. which Lakshmi, Lakshmi Singh op- operates. How you know? close? Like, like WNYC. <laughs> <laughs> And she's at NPR, which is like in DC, but like that's like a big public radio station. So like at that point, I'd like met people that knew her. And then I like was still wearing the hat and I started like putting it on different people and taking photos. And then, and then bizarrely, someone sent me a box of 150 of the hats. And I was like, the fuck am I going to do with all these hats? Wait, who's just somebody, a random, like the Joker? Someone took an interest in like the idea that this could be like marketed. Like hats like these could be the next tote bag. And you don't know who this person is. I I do know who he is. I don't know if I can say his name. Okay, all right. It was Barack uh, Obama. Let's keep going. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, what am I going to do with these hats? Like, let's throw a big party and like get Lakshmi Singh to finally wear this hat. That was the point. That was the end game to have Lakshmi wear the hat. Lakshmi hates doing stuff in public so i sent her an email like begging her to do it and she didn't respond for like a month and it was very awkward but then this public radio periodical wanted to write an article about it so they hit her up and she had to reply to them and then it became awkward because she still hadn't replied to me and then i finally like got a response out of her after the article came out and she's like yeah i'll come do this maybe sure she also doesn't like photos of herself being wow. on the internet so to, to come wear a hat in public surrounded by smartphones and be on a live stream and then like bash a giant pinata to death and then like have a million people wearing these hats and like asking her for selfies. It was like a lot. And that sounds like it was your ultimate life achievement. Yeah, I retired after that. Yeah, what like what is there after that? You're already your dream was to work in public radio. You're doing that. You got her to wear the hat. Now I just What else is there? Now I just hang out. I'm like a mascot. I don't know. I just Do you feel do you feel like you've done it all? Is there anything else that uh I mean, I'm interested in spinning off podcasts until I can like convince Ira to let me spin off a podcast for him. <laughs> That's my ultimate goal is yeah. like, to make the other cereal. You're from Canada, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. I grew up in Canada. Where are your parents from? 
Sri Lanka. I don't understand how the generations. Your second, first generation. I don't understand either. I don't understand. Freddie, you know. <laughs> I, I obviously don't understand. <laughs> I think I'm first. Is that first, how it works? Yeah. yeah. Any of... anthropologist in the house? <laughs> I have a lot of first generation friends who have also a deep connection with NPR for some reason. Yeah. Is that something you've noticed as well? Like, what is it about NPR specifically that... It's all those goddamn names. It's like <laughs> Dewali Saikautau yeah. and Lakshmi Singh and I Michelle think, Norris. Yeah. You know, like, I, even Michelle's like, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe it's just like the only source that actually acknowledges the actual world. Yeah, and really. so with, yeah. With, with its hiring practices, apparently, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's really Definitely. sweet. We all yeah. have a home on public radio. They actually paid me to come out here with that. <laughs> I'd yeah. say that. That was sponsored I by MailChimp. I just made money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh... In each episode of It's All True, I ask my guests to reveal a headline for a funny, personal, true story. This week's guest is public radio madman Sean Ramisfram. Here's his headline. If NPR were to, on their website, have this headline, what would it be? Uh, like, idiot inadvertently tattoos corporate logo on body. <laughs> I'm the idiot. <laughs> I moved like from Canada to LA-ish suburbs when I was 16. Fell in with the emo kids pretty quickly because like I didn't know what I was doing, and so I like stretched my ears immediately, started moshing a lot, sweating, and it was only like a matter of time before everyone started talking about tattoos. But I was one of those people who like never ever wanted to get a tattoo. We eventually all turned 18, and so it became a reality. We could go get tattoos, and so. I start accompanying these people to get tattoos at this one place. We decide for some reason to go to this one very angry, gothy tattoo parlor on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. It's called Purple Panther Tattoo. I looked it up today and it's still there. So <laughs> if you want to like go have a very uncomfortable experience with a man who's going to change yeah. your body forever. What was the vibe like in the... It's like you walk in, there's like metal playing, no one acknowledges that you walked in. <laughs> You're like, hey, hey! Hey, can I give you my money? And they're like, <laughs> it's like that. So, it's like a metal silent movie. Yeah, it's really bad. But we kept going there, and I would just sit there and be like, I don't want to do this. I, I, like, I don't know if I want to get buried in a Jewish cemetery, but maybe. <laughs> I don't know that I don't. You're only 18. I'm 18. There's so many things. Anything could happen. Yeah. Uh, so I would just sit there while my friends got tattooed. And this is like before smartphones, before Tinder. You know, I didn't have anything to do. I would just sit there. And for those of you who don't have tattoos in the room, like a funny thing about tattoo parlors is like when you walk in, there's like book after book after book after book after book of like tattoos you can get. Because like most people who walk in apparently are like, I don't know what I want. Oh, yeah, I'll take the number seven on this page. And it's like Taco Bell. But for me, it was like, why would you ever do this? And they're like garbage tattoos. It's really bad. And these are the tattoos people actually get. But it's like a lot of like Marine stuff over here, like Semper Fi, do or die. And then like... A lot of Celtic symbols, and then like every kind of star, like stars popping out of water, like <laughs> stars giving birth to other stars, yeah. Kenneth Star, and any star. I would just look through these books and be like, oh my god, people are insane. And then I would always get to this one tattoo and be like, that one's all right. And then like close all the books. And then this one time, like my brother was going and my girlfriend was going and my best friend was going. They were all getting tattoos and like the pressure was on, but I was still saying, listen guys, I don't want to do it. I'm not ready and I don't peer pressure me into it. But of course they were going to. They all do their things, one, two, three, and like I've been waiting there for like two hours and they're like, Sean, you gotta do it, man. This is the night, you gotta get a tattoo. How could you not get a tattoo? 
And I was like, ah, I mean, I, I can't afford it. I don't have the money. I was 19. I was like working part-time at a bank. I was just like, I can't waste money on this tattoo. And they're like, finally, they convinced me. They're like, we will pay for your tattoo. And I was like, ah. How much was the tattoo? $45. Okay. <laughs> wow. The one that I liked was $45. And I was like, fine, you convinced me. It was this rabbit. This rabbit that was laying on its back. Like, legs up, hands up. I guess if rabbits have legs and hands, is that a thing? Yeah, it is, right? And, and like, laughing. It was, get, it was, like, getting tickled by the invisible hand. It was, like, a Chicago thing, right? The and invisible. what did you identify with it, about? Like, I like to make people laugh. Uh -huh. I like to laugh. I like to tickle people, like, literally. So you aren't the rabbit. The rabbit is everyone else. The rabbit is, like, the spirit, you know? <laughs> I, I had a kinship with this rabbit. And the guy who gives the tattoos and was always there when we showed up, he looks like the guy from like Lord of the Rings, the, the like shorter one with the axe, the battle axe, and like Gimli. Gimli, yeah. but like Gimli after like like forty years of heroin, and like uh, like <laughs> like sleeves, of course, and like dreads, and like it's all gray even though he's like 27. I don't know what it was, but it was bad. He's like, he's the guy. And I'm like, hey, hey man, I think I'm going to get this, uh, this rabbit. And he's like, all right, 45. And I give him that. And I'm like, all right. And he's like, where do you want to put it? And I was like, oh, shit. I never thought about that because I don't want a fucking tattoo. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Where would, where would you put this rabbit? And he goes, I wouldn't. <laughs> it sounds like at this point you might agree with him on that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right, let's, let's put it on my bicep. And so he does it. He drives it into me, and you know we don't make conversation because the metal's so loud. And it, like, it was awkward. I returned to college a couple of weeks later, and I saw my roommate, and he was like, "How was your summer?" And I was like, "Pretty good, you know. I uh, I got a tattoo." And he was like, "Cool, man, show it to me." I was like, "Yeah, it's this little cute bunny rabbit. Check it out." And he was like, "Oh, cool, it's Thumper." And I was like, "What's Thumper?" What's 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 Thumper? And then he told me Thumper was a character from a movie called Bambi, <laughs> a movie I had never seen, and uh, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like, I didn't blame my brother in that moment for not telling me because like we had the same Disney library. It was like Jungle Book and Lion King and Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and like that Robin Hood with the foxes, you know. But we didn't have Bambi. I guess my parents <laughs> weren't into Bambi, and. Uh, but I blamed all of my friends who were there, like my girlfriend and my, my best friend who definitely saw Bambi or just assumed that I wanted to get this like <laughs> Disney tattoo on my body forever. But I didn't. And he was like, oh, don't worry. Like, Thumper's cool. You'd like Thumper. <laughs> and then I was like, I was just like moving my stuff back in after summer. I was like, should I go like see this movie immediately so I understand this thing that I like irreparably put on my body? But I didn't. I had, like, I don't know, weed to smoke or something. <laughs> so uh, I just haven't seen that movie yet. But I figure, like, maybe one day, like, I'll have a kid. Yeah. And kid will be like, Dad, I want to see Bambi. And I'll be like, all right, kid, let's watch Bambi. And then, like, at the end of it, I, I hear will be crying or something because somebody dies. <laughs> and he'll be like, Dad, that movie was sad. And I'll be like, yeah, it was sad. And he'll be like, but I really like that bunny rabbit. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, funny story, you know? <laughs> Can I see? Is it on yeah, you right yeah, now? Can you show the audience? There is my Bambi tattoo, my Thumper tattoo. Give it up for Thumper, everybody. Yeah. That's the show. Please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. For more information on Sean Ramisferum, follow his work on WNYC, or just straight up follow him on Twitter at Ramisferum. R-A-M-E-S-W-A-R-A-M. 
Special thanks to Sean, Freddie Nunez for creating this kick-ass theme, Union Hall, It's All True Live producer Rob Schulte, and you, because why not? My Twitter handle is TimBarnes451, and you can follow the show at All True Podcast. This is Tim Barnes signing off saying, I believe in you. I'm a huge uh, Lord of the Rings fan. I don't know if you noticed that. Shout out to Gimli. But uh, in case you didn't know, it, it, it began with the forging of the Great Rings. Um, three were given to the elves, immortal, wisest and fairest of all beings. Seven to the dwarf lords, great miners and craftsmen of the mountain halls. And nine. Nine rings were gifted to the race of men, who above all else, desire power. For within these rings was bound the strength and will to govern each race. But they were all of them deceived. In the land of Mordor, in the fires of Mount Doom, the Dark Lord Sauron forged in secret a master ring to control all others. And he pour- <laughs> into it he poured his cruelty, his malice, and his will to dominate all life. One ring to rule them all. One by one, the remaining lands of Middle Earth fell to, okay. Are we all, let's take a quick break.